Last week, we thought about the definition of justification and how we are declared righteous in the eyes of God, even though we're still being sanctified. And so today, we're going to focus in on how we're justified by faith alone and think about how faith and works fit together. And so this conversation is more about, if you want the technical term, this is more about the instrument of justification. In other words, Jesus did everything we needed to be saved, but how is that applied to us? What is the instrument or the means that God uses to give us salvation? And that's what this is about. He uses faith. It's through faith, in other words. And so to look at this topic, I want to look at Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians 2, verses 8 and 9. 8 through 10, actually. This is Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 10. All right, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 10. The word of the Lord says this. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And so, this verse is very straightforward. These verses are very straightforward. There are really several places in the Bible that talk about being justified by faith. You could look at Romans chapter 3, like we did last week. Uh, A person is justified by faith apart from the works of the law. That's Romans 3.28. You could look at Romans chapter 4 and the example set by Abraham, how he had faith, he believed God, and it was accounted to him as righteousness. You could look at Romans 5, 1, which says that we are justified by faith. So there are plenty of examples where we see that we are saved, we're justified, we're declared righteous by God through faith. Uh, Here in Ephesians... We see that works are not unimportant, but our works are not playing a part in giving us right standing and giving us salvation before God. The the thing that does it is faith. We're saved by faith, by grace, through faith. It's not our own doing. It's the gift of God. And so that is the... The doctrine of sola fide, or faith alone. So this was the really the rallying cry of the Reformation, faith alone. And this idea of being saved by faith is really actually, as we think about Catholicism, it's really not actually the difference between Catholicism. Because Catholics actually do agree that we're saved by faith. They would say things like this, that faith is the beginning of justification, that it's the foundation for justification, 
the root of justification. So faith does play a role, a major role, in salvation in the Roman Catholic system. But the difference is that it's not faith alone that saves, and that makes all the difference, as we'll see. So they state in the Council of Trent, if anyone says that the justice received is not preserved and also increased before God through good works, but that those works are merely the fruits and signs of justification obtained, but not the cause of its increase, let him be anathema. So basically, it's not that works are just a sign that we have true faith, but the works actually give us some measure of good standing. That is what they're saying there. Or you could look at the Catholic Catechism, like we've looked at before, which says that justification includes the remission of sins, sanctification, and the renewal of the inner man. And so it's clear from those statements that we're saved not just through faith, but also good works. Good works or sanctification are also necessary in order to be declared righteous by God. And that's, that's really the difference. When we ask the question, how are we saved? Is it by faith alone? Or does our faith also have to have good works in addition to it in order to be in right standing with God? And so this is the divide, and really it hasn't changed for the past 500 years Probably longer than that, but, you know, that's when the Reformation happened. So scripture, we would say, plainly teaches, based on Ephesians 2 and elsewhere, that our works do not give us right standing before God, that we're saved by faith alone. And really, when you think about it, that's a good thing. Because what does the Bible say about our works? It says they're Isaiah, they're like filthy rags, right? If it was dependent on our works, well, we're not making it. Um, now, not only would we, uh, we remember that last week, at the point of salvation, God declares us righteous, right? So, we have faith, we're declared righteous, and even though we're not perfect yet, we are at that point saved if we have true faith. And so our works not only don't give us good standing with God up front, but even after we're in Christ, those works don't change or add to our good standing with God. We, we can't do anything to add to it because it's not based on our works at all. It's based on Jesus' works, what he has done on the cross, what he has done in living a perfect life, obeying God. That's the reason we have righteousness before God. It's not based on our works at all, whether good or bad. It's based on what Jesus has done. That's the reason we have this relationship with God, a good standing before God, it's, uh, it's imputed to us. That's what we talked about last week. But Catholics would say, no, faith is involved, but there must also be good works. And they would say that the Bible clearly teaches that. In fact, that uh, we're, we're just not paying attention to all of the Bible when we say it's faith alone. And so this is how the equation works. If you like math, here's some equations for you. This is the Catholic view. Works plus just, uh, uh, faith plus works equals justification. The equal sign is really important placement here. 
faith plus works equals justification. Here's our view. Faith equals justification plus works. That's really the difference. And the equal sign, it, it matters where it's at in the equation, right? And so because Catholics don't say that we're actually righteous until all our sins are gone, then it's almost a necessity that the good works do factor into our right standing with God. Again, faith plus good works equals justification. So, uh, next week, well, not next week, but in a couple weeks, we'll talk about this idea of how they still claim that those good works are by grace. So they're not saying they do them on their own. No, God gives us grace to do good works. But we'll think about how that's really not the same thing as faith alone through grace, by grace alone. That's still slightly different. But that's a little preview for a couple weeks. But as Protestants, we would say, look, Galatians chapter 3 is very clear. Galatians chapter 3, verse 2, and I will read it for us. It says this. Galatians 3, 2, it says, and uh, I think this goes through verse 3 as well, yes. Uh, it says this. Let me ask you only this. Did you receive the Spirit by works of the law or by hearing with faith? Are you so foolish, having begun by the Spirit, are you now being perfected by the flesh? And so what is he saying here? He's saying you started out through faith. Well, now that you're in Christ, it's still through faith. It's not about works. The same way we enter into a relationship with Christ is the same way we continue in it. It's all faith. It's not we come to Christ and then we receive grace, but then we also, after we have Christ, then we have to have good works added on top of that. No, he's saying no. That's not what it is. You receive Christ by faith. That's what the Christian life is throughout. It's by faith. And so Paul's very clear, actually, when he talks about that, that it's faith on the front end, and it's faith once we're in Christ as well. And he says, if you believe something else than that, you believe a different gospel. That's what Galatians is about. You can go back to chapter 1. He says, I am amazed, astonished, that you are so quickly deserting the grace of of Christ and turning to a different gospel. So in Galatians, Paul's talking about a different gospel. He's saying, if you think that you, after you're saved, you must have good works, that's a different gospel than what he's preaching and then what's in the Bible. And so again, it reminds us that this is all about what Jesus has done and not about our works. And so, really, when we think about Catholicism, it wouldn't be wrong to say that what Paul's talking about in Galatians, this different gospel, is what the Catholics believe. Because he's talking about in Galatians how you must have faith and works. That's what he's saying is a different gospel. Well, that's really what Catholics are saying. And so, it's clear from, I would say, from Galatians that this is the distinction, right? It's not just a little difference, like we, we use the same words, we talk about it a different way, but we really mean the same thing. No, it's, it's, it's very different. This is the difference, really, what we see in John 14, 6, I think is relevant here, that Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. 
It's only through Jesus, by faith alone in Jesus. If you add works to that, then you're saying there's a different way to get to God. And so this is the difference, and, and it's a stark contrast. And Catholics throughout the ages have real, realized that Protestants believe differently on this, and they've said we have a different gospel. And we, as Protestants, have realized that Catholics have a different gospel than we do. And so we shouldn't downplay that. We should understand that and really look at the scriptures and see what the scriptures say. Now, here's what I want to do with our time remaining. Catholics would say that when we make the argument that good works don't factor into our good standing with God, that we're actually ignoring all of what the Bible teaches. They would say that there are several places in the Bible that talk about our salvation being dependent on having good works. For example, I'll summarize this, but if you read the book of Matthew, we studied through the book of Matthew on Sunday mornings, and several places it does say this. So Sermon on the Mount, you remember Jesus says, a tree is known by its fruit, that the people who enter the kingdom of heaven aren't just the ones who say that Jesus is Lord. Many will say, Lord, Lord, but it's the ones who do the will of the Father. That's the wording in Matthew, the ones who do it. Uh, also, same Sermon on the Mount, the one who builds his house on the rock, right, not on the sand, is the one who hears and does what Jesus says. So this continues in Matthew. You remember the parable of the soils. It's not the ones who spring up and then wither away. It's the ones who actually bear fruit that are saved. Uh, later in Matthew 25, the final judgment, he separates the sheep from the goats. And it's based on what they have done. As much as you did it to the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. He's basing this final judgment on what they have done. So we see that throughout the book of Matthew. Uh, Matthew doesn't shy away from works being important. We need to ask the question as Protestants, well, does that contradict what we're saying, that we're saved by faith alone, or does that fit together? But here's the real argument, and I want to focus on this. Well, they're all real arguments. But here's what I think is the main argument. They will look at James chapter 2, and Catholics will say, James chapter 2 is really clear. And so let's read that passage, and we'll think about this together. So turn over to James chapter 2, uh, starting in verse 14. We'll read James chapter 2, verse 14 through 26. <clears throat> James chapter 2, starting in verse 14, says this. What good is it, my brothers... If someone says he has faith, but does not have works, can that faith save him? Or, King James, the New King James says, can faith save him? Verse 15, if a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace, be warmed and filled, without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? So also, faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith, and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that God is one, you do well. Even the demons believe and shudder. 
Do you want to be shown, you foolish person, that faith apart from works is useless? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered up his son Isaac on the altar? You see that faith was active along with his works, and faith was completed by his works. And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God and was counted to him as righteousness, and he was called a friend of God. You see that a person is justified by works and not by faith alone. And in the same way, was not Rahab the prostitute justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out by another way? For as the body apart from the spirit is dead, so also faith apart from works is dead. So really that statement in verse 24 is about as clear as it gets from James. And this is the argument the Catholics will use. You see that a person is justified by works and not by faith alone. Well, that seems like what I'm saying and what Protestants are saying is exactly against what the Bible says. So let's think about this passage. Our thoughts and our thoughts here will really apply not just to here, but to also Matthew and everywhere else that the the works are emphasized for uh, salvation. So James seemingly says the exact opposite of what Paul says in Romans 4. Uh, Here James is saying that Abraham is justified by works and not by faith only. If you read Romans, Paul says exactly the opposite, almost the exact same wording, that Abraham is justified by faith apart from works, right? And so really, this question is not just something that we have to answer as Protestants. Really, it's something that Catholics have to think about, too. Just on the flip side, if they they say it's faith and works, well, they agree with James, and they have to think about how does Romans fit into that or elsewhere. We have to think about uh, how does James fit in with Romans and faith alone. So both sides have to deal with this. But the question is, does James teach something different from Romans about how we are justified by faith alone? So, I would argue, and traditionally, this is how all Protestants would argue, that no, he's not saying something different. Actually, what he's saying fits with us being justified by faith alone. But, where is that in this text? We want to look at the text. We don't just want to say that and build doctrine. We want to make sure it's coming from the Bible. The the key thing to notice is, what does James say? We want to read carefully. So verse 14, what good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? Now, I won't get into all the the textual and the Greek things, but like I pointed out, the, the King James and the New King James translate as, can faith save him instead of can that faith save him? I think that's uh, that's like a literal wooden translation, but most translations add, can that faith or can such faith save him? And really, I would argue that that's getting at the, the meaning of what's going on here. It may not be the, the wooden translation, but it's the meaning of what is being said by James because, because he's saying that there, in order for your faith to be real, that you, you have to have works that prove the faith is real. In other words, you can't just say you have faith, but the works that are present, they verify that you have true faith, 
True faith will also will always produce works, but the works themselves don't save, it's the faith that saves. So, here James says that there's this hypothetical person who claims to have faith, they believe the right things. James says that that kind of faith isn't going to save you, that God's not going to declare you righteous just because you know some facts about Jesus. Right? This is really important for us because we live in an area where a lot of people know a lot of facts about Jesus. Not just Catholics, but just generally everyone knows who Jesus is and knows the general facts about Jesus. Not everyone, but most people. Right? So this is really important. James says that God won't declare you righteous because you know some facts. In fact, he says the demons know a lot of facts about Jesus. They have a pretty good understanding of who Jesus is, but they're not being saved. Uh, they don't have this true faith. And so what does James emphasize? He's emphasizing that saving faith is proven by works. And that's really the key. And I think we see it in this text in verse 18, where he says, show me your faith. Show me your faith. How do you prove you have faith? Well, it shows up. It's proven. You show it by your works. Show me your faith apart from your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. So what, is, what are works doing? What does James say the works are doing? He's saying they're proving that you have real faith, true faith, living faith, not dead faith, which is what James says. He's saying the works are showing that. And so what James is doing is really not contradicting what we see in other places in the Bible that we're saved by faith alone, but he's giving a description about the kind of faith that justifies. In other words, your faith will produce good works. If you don't have that kind of faith, then you don't have faith at all. And you should be concerned that when you stand before God, he will not let you into heaven. If you don't have the kind of faith that produces fruits. And James goes on and he talks about Abraham. Abraham had this kind of faith. It wasn't just talk with Abraham. He didn't just know the facts. He had faith that produced obedience and following God through works, which is when he offered Isaac on the altar. But I think even with that, we see that James is not saying that it's the works themselves that was the, the thing that declared Abraham to be righteous because he even quotes in verse 23 that Abraham believed God and it was counted to him at that moment as righteousness. And so James clearly understands that at the point of Abraham believing, that's when he was righteous and had good standing with God. And so he doesn't believe that uh, it's works adds to it, but he's saying works prove that you have true faith. That's why James goes on to say that Abraham was justified by works because his faith was proven by works. Uh, Luther and Calvin would say it this way, and really this is how a lot of people would say it. They would say the faith, we are, we're saved, we're justified by faith alone. But the faith that saves is never alone. In other words, we have right standing with God because of faith, 
But that doesn't make works unimportant. Works will always show up. You will have fruit in your life if you are a Christian. And that's where we can see the emphasis in Matthew and why Jesus says you'll know the tree by their fruit. Because if you truly are a Christian, if you truly are saved, you will have fruit in your life. And that's the second thing really for us to remember this morning is that obedience matters. When we say that we're saved by faith alone and that works don't uh, give us good standing with God, they don't add to our standing with God, that does not mean that works are unimportant and we can do whatever we want because, well, Jesus given a free pass into heaven. No, works will be a part of our life because if we're connected to Jesus, this is the imagery of John 15, right? Jesus is the, the vine, we are the branches. If we're truly connected to the vine, there will be fruit show up in our lives. Uh, otherwise, it will show we're really not connected to Jesus, right? Again, this idea of proving, uh, showing that we have true faith. It comes through the fruit. Again, faith equals justification plus fruit. It's, it's in the equation. It's just on this side of the equal sign uh, and not on the other side, right? And so what we do matters, if, uh, if we truly have faith, we will want to honor God in what we do and walk the way he walked. And sometimes, really, God uses the warning to us that if you don't have fruit, you won't be saved. Sometimes God uses that warning to stoke those flames in us so that we will produce fruit. And so God, really, you can think about it like this. If God does a work in your life, there will be evidence of it. Like, it's not going to be a secretive thing. There will be evidence of it. There will be signs. And uh, we, we see that in the book of James, and we see it in Romans. And so this is how we think about works and faith and how they fit together. We're saved by faith alone, and that faith produces, will produce good works. And that matters, but that is different than Catholicism, which says that we're saved by faith and works must be there in order to be declared righteous and have good standing with God. And so that is this morning. Again, next time we will look at how we're saved by grace alone, really, and the, the differences although subtle yet important between us and Catholicism. Uh, so uh, that is this morning.